0: Hello. Hey,
1: how are you?
0: Good. How are you? Thank
1: you. Thanks Thank you so much. Me.
0: Of course. So, for our viewers who are tuned in, I am Juliette Meskers, and we are Mental Health First Aid run by Mental Health Global Network. And here at Mental Health First Aid, we try to help others prioritize mental health at an equivalent level to physical health through programming and education training, as well as just having these conversations on our Instagram. So Scott Norton is here today, all the way from the UK, and he is an accomplished theater performer, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about mental health, men's mental health, and also mental health in the performance industry. So thank you so much again for joining us today. So Scott, what do you... Sorry, I, I think my wi is a little bit bad. I hope it's not too much of a problem. Okay, um, so I wanted to just ask you to begin with, what are some issues that you see in the performance industry surrounding mental health, both regarding you know, maybe performance anxiety or the stigma surrounding mental illness? What are some things that you notice?
1: I feel like as a performer, sometimes you compare yourself to other performers and you start to break down every little thing whether it's your hair color or your height or things like that that's um that's the reason why you've not got an audition or a job um and I feel like it's important to remember that you have your own story to tell and you are you're you're completely special in your own way um so i i always struggle with it like every audition that i go to every um job interview um i i always come out of it and i start to overthink about how how it went and i feel like you can only do your best in that moment um whether like just do your best and it doesn't matter how you look or how you sound because yeah they have that they're, they're looking for one thing um but you you might not be right for that but you might be right for something else so you have to look at the bigger picture of everything and try not to get down about it um yeah and, and don't compare yourself to other people
0: yeah that makes so much sense it's interesting (laughs) because i know performance anxiety exists just on a general spectrum when it comes to you know going to job interviews and having conversations or doing any kind of public speaking and that just is kind of based off of you know if i go to a job interview for example, in the past, it was about my resume or it was about my experience or it was about how I was able to hold a conversation. But when you are in the performance industry, you know, the way that you look also plays a part because it has to do with the character that they're trying to fit and to fill. So I imagine that there's this added pressure, like you said, that that goes along with that. You know, it's not only just about how you perform and the conversations you have but also your appearance. And so I'm sure that Mm -hmm. that's really, really hard. Um, What would you say, would you say that there's a difference um, surrounding mental health, not only in the industry, but in general, from your perspective, when it comes to men's mental health and the stigma surrounding mental illness, um, you know, from the male perspective?
1: I feel like definitely as a guy, it is, harder to talk about it like this the this past year I probably suffered in silence quite a lot and it's only just recently during lockdown and at the start of lockdown that I sort of found my voice and wanted to open up about it um, publicly through my Instagram and try and educate people that it's okay to talk about it but definitely in the past i felt like talking about it like aren't allowed to have feelings like men have to be strong men have to lead the way and i feel like um that's not the case because we're all human we're we all have emotions we all feel um and i feel like both men and women lead the way and sort of share out the, the share out the sort of, um, in, a, in, a, in a relationship, sometimes the men might want to lead and that's okay. But sometimes the man might struggle a little bit. So sometimes it's nice to see that when you are in a relationship, Someone else is supporting you, whether a yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've it's it's only just recently like I I started to speak out about it and sort of say like even even now I I, I probably wouldn't be doing these lives like what, like even like three months ago. But now I've found the confidence to say yeah I do suffer with it and I want to sort of help people and it is okay for men to feel emotions, to feel sad, to not want to go out, to not want to get out of bed or speak to... Sorry, I've got, that's fine. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I know that um, you know, statistically, men are 3.5 times more likely to complete suicide than women are, they're more <laughs> likely to attempt suicide than women are. And I think that a lot of that comes with that burden that you carry for so long to not be able to express what you're going through or express how you're feeling. The, you know, the time difference between the onset of mental illness and the time that it takes for someone to get help is 11 years. And so we talk about this a lot because you know, if you were walking around on a broken foot for 11 years, you would completely fall apart. You wouldn't be a functioning human being And your friends and your family and your loved ones, your spouse would never let you go that long without seeking professional help or without even having a conversation about how you were feeling. And so I think that that's where it's so important to start these conversations because every time that we speak out about it, it makes someone else more comfortable to share what they're going through, I think. And I don't know about you, but I know that when I first started talking about my mental illness, and hearing other people respond in ways that they had a brother or a sister or a mom or a dad or a best friend or they were struggling with mental illness, it became so much more normalized for me and I became so much more comfortable with seeking out treatment opportunities, talking about it with other people. And so you said three months ago, you wouldn't have started to have these conversations. And I see that you've been posting about it a lot on your page. So from that initial moment that you decided it's time to talk about this, and between then and now, do you feel a relief in any sh- way, shape, or form? And how has it changed your process of dealing and coping with your mental health?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's like talking about it now has definitely helped. Like, and I've I've been trying like all different sort of. I've been trying uh, meditation, trying to release those inner emotions and turning it into something positive. Um but yeah, so at, at the start of lockdown I was I was going through a breakup and then my job got put on hold because of COVID nineteen. So there was a lot going through my head at the start of lockdown, say like twelve weeks ago now. Um and I was just in this very dark place and I just didn't know how to get out of it so I found like I would speak to one friend who I trusted and I found that helped and then I just thought I want to start helping people and a lot of people like to use Instagram to post fancy photos and things like that but I prefer to use it to talk about like meditation and wellness and mental health and anxiety and depression it's okay to feel that way like we all feel it we're we're all humans and we all feel those emotions so i i decided right i want to i want to out about it and i want to speak out about it fully um and use my use my platform for it
0: yeah, I think sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I froze. Sorry, I froze. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Oh, no, it's, it's fine. I, I I think there's a lag going on.
0: Um. Okay, did, did I? I'm sorry, I hope I didn't cut you off. But I think it's so amazing that you use this platform. Because I think one, it's unexpected, like not enough people are using their platform. To talk about mental health and to talk about mental illness and you know you have a a large following and so I'm sure there are so many people that see your posts and kind of feel this sense of relief like oh wow this person who's so confident and posting on Instagram and is a performer and he's able to talk about his mental health and he's able to talk about it so publicly and you know receive positive feedback about it. So maybe it's okay for me to start having those initial conversations with a close friend or a close family member. Um, you mentioned that you had that first in- initial conversation with someone that you trusted, and I think that's so important. Find someone that you trust, find someone mm-hmm. that, you know, will listen to you. And look, I think what we find when we do our mental health intervention training and we do our mental first aid training is that we have these people who come and take the training and they are there with the best intentions they are there with the goal to learn how to create the right responses for loved ones in need who are suffering but i remember the first time that i took a training i was like oh my god there are so many things that i have said that have been the wrong thing to say or friends have said um the wrong things to me but i think it's just about having that initial conversation and people coming with the best intent and so you need to understand or i needed to understand maybe the first person that i talked to wasn't going to have the best response to it because they wanted to be there for me but they didn't know how to respond but that doesn't mean that everybody that i talked to about this isn't going to understand or that everybody i talked to about this isn't going to respond you know in the most supportive way and so i think allowing yourself to validate your own feelings comes first and when you have that initial conversation talk to someone about it you trust most of the time they're going to be supportive because it is so common mental illness is so common that the likelihood that they can relate or that they know someone that can is very very high and so I think going into the conversation saying regardless of how they respond regardless of how they support me my feelings are valid I know that what i'm going through is a real thing one in five people suffer from mental illness um one in ten men suffer from mental illness and it's just so common um and six out of every ten men experience serious trauma in their life that often results in ptsd in some way shape or form six out of ten is a large statistic so again the likelihood that people can relate is very high And I think just validating your own experience, your own feelings, going into those conversations is really important. And most of the time it's going to go pretty well. I don't know, um, what your thoughts are on that about, you know, connecting with someone, but what advice would you have for someone who, who is maybe unsure of who to talk to because they felt like no one else they knew was, was going through something like this? what advice would you have about like getting the confidence up to start those conversations?
1: Oh, I think finding someone who you've grown up with, who you've been around for many years of your life, who who you've been with since a child and you've, you've been playing together at school and you've grown up that way. I think that might help having a trust there with someone that you've known for a very long time and they've seen you at your best and your worst um but yeah I feel like if you if you feel confident enough and you I'd, I'd say talk to sort of two or three it doesn't have to be many people you don't have to talk to everyone about it if you don't feel comfortable but as, as you say, some people might know how, to, how they can help, but some people might not know just yet how to help. So I definitely think if you speak to one or two people that you are close with and that you've grown up with and that you know you can trust, that would definitely help and um, ha- definitely help you put you in the right direction of feeling better and being happier in yourself. Um, self self care is definitely really important. And if you if you feel like you you don't want to go to a event or anything like that, it's fine. Like stay at home, look after yourself. Put your favorite TV series on, have a cup of tea, or or cocoa or whatever your favorite drink is. Like stay at home, look after yourself. You are number one. And it's it's definitely important that yeah. I've I've sort of rented not rented but gone off the subject. No, but, not um, at all. Um, yeah, definitely find like one or two people that you feel you're close with, and because what person A might respond not how you want to, and that could sort of make you feel a little bit worse. Um. So, and then if you speak to person B, then they might know how to help you and how to, so yeah, definitely that's what I'd say.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that's great advice. And um, we always say in our, in our trainings, when in doubt, show love. If you don't know the right, you know, the right references or the right treatment plans to refer someone who's struggling to, show love, validate their feelings, just let them know that you're there to listen. And that's really all you need to do. That's the most mm-hmm. important tool: is to be a good listener to someone who's struggling. Um, and so you started to talk a, a little bit about healthcare, which I think is so. I mean, self care, which mm-hmm. is so important. So I would love to hear a little bit more about what are some of your favorite things that you do, or some things that you do to help work on your mental health or to maintain he- um, a healthy state of mind.
1: Um, so I've I've been reading quite a lot of self-help books i've been reading the secret um De-Junk your mind the the power of now and all of those sort of books because you know during lockdown i that there's not there's not many places you can go so then you start to overthink the situation and then it just gets worse and worse so i feel like reading books is one way of bringing you back into that calm and seeing it written down from someone else's experience has definitely helped me seeing all these authors going through the same um same situations and same feelings that i felt it helps seeing that it's not just you alone suffering through like um, with, with, with depression or anxiety or um so that definitely helps i've also tried to do a bit of meditation um, you can do short, ten-minute YouTube meditations um, to close your eyes, focus on your breathing, and um, that definitely helps with releasing that anxiety, releasing those inner demons, inner emotions that are holding you back and stopping, stopping you from being happy. And it turns it into something that will empower you and. I've, I've definitely cried quite a few times during meditation, yeah, releasing that true. toxic sort of energy and like bringing that positive energy to, to me. Um, and sometimes social media is a bit of a downer as well. So wherever you can, leave your phone at home, um, go for a walk, have your, have your earphones in, listen to your favourite music, um, I feel like yeah social media is, is a big toxic because we're always scrolling and we're always saying oh this person's being re- really motivated, this person's just posted this picture maybe I should be like that but
0: yeah.
1: y- your, your, your time will come when you, when, when you feel that spark and when you feel motivated you'll know when to do something Like That's people really- say should I do this should I do that And I get that, I I ask myself, should I post this now? Like, should I do this? But I feel like if it was really meant to happen, I wouldn't be asking myself that and I would just do it
0: sort of thing. Yeah, and you brought up a good point. I mean, during quarantine, it's been hard. Depression and anxiety thrive on social isolation. And I think now that things are starting to open up a little bit here and there, um, you know, I think it's actually been even harder for me to go on Instagram, you know. For example, one of the things that I really struggle with is social anxiety and mm. this fear of seeing other people together and missing out and what am I not a part of? Or, um, and so I think social media was like a big has always been a big trigger for me in that way, and just worrying about what trips people are going on and where pe- what are people are doing together. And so I think sometimes when I feel super overwhelmed, I often just delete the app. I don't deactivate my Instagram or anything. I just delete the app, and then mm-hmm. when I go on my phone to check it, as I like religiously have this habit of going and checking my social media, then I go to check and it's not there, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's not there." And then I don't need to look at it right now, and mm-hmm. it's honestly a really nice release. Um, something else you brought up was crying, and I know that me, I also have you know oh. cried a few times during meditation just because you feel this release of all this pent up energy and all this pent up pain and you're kind of finally letting it go with these deep breaths. Um, I, you know, We talk about crying is so important because it clears actual literal toxins from your body and it releases endorphins. And what would you say about men who are afraid to cry maybe in front of other people or also maybe for themselves just because of the stigma that men can't cry?
1: i've 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 definitely been the person to take myself away from a party because i needed to go back to my place and just cry because of the situation um and i feel like it's men men might not feel like they they are allowed to and i've i felt like that before i felt like okay i'm I'm not allowed to show emotion. I have to be happy at this party um but if you're not feeling those sort of situations, it's fine. Take yourself away from it and go to sleep and wake up the next day and sort of recuperate your energy and your emotions. I feel like it's it's hard to it's hard to say it's okay to cry because um I, it's it, it's one of those things where where you sort of learn over time and long as you're around people who are 100 percent supportive of you it's i feel like that that helps as well if if if, if you know that you're around like p- people might might want to turn it into a bit of ah come on it doesn't matter like cheer up sort of thing like if they if they see you cry and and that's fine but it's it's also fine to take yourself away from it completely
0: yeah
1: um yeah
0: i think that's yeah i think that's good advice and let yourself cry go into the bathroom and cry go outside Mm. and cry if you need to and i think just From the other perspective, I know I've been on the other side of, you know, talking to one of my friends who is a male and they've been like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm crying. Like, I'm so embarrassed Mm -hmm. or like, I don't want to cry right now. So I'm going to leave. And I think it's so important to validate people's feelings. Look, it's okay to cry. If you want to go cry by yourself, go cry by yourself. Like you have the right to that alone time. But if you want to cry while we're having this conversation, cry while we're having this conversation, Mm -hmm. because... I'm not judging you. You're valid to cry. That's an expression of emotion. Just like sometimes we can't help to laugh. You know, sometimes we just can't help to cry, and that's completely valid. So I think that's really good advice. Um, And then, you know, before we close up today, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but what is your, like, do you have, like, a mantra or something that you like to tell people? Or, I don't know, what what would be your your final advice to people who are struggling right now and are trying to get themselves to, you know, take the steps to get better. Like what is your final last advice about mental health and and trying to decrease the stigma surrounding it?
1: I think if, when sometimes it's hard because you get caught in the moment and you only see what's happening in that moment. But look at the bigger picture and look at how much you've achieved throughout your life and your career and see how you've become stronger as a person um, by looking at that bigger picture because sometimes we we just see like right this is how I'm feeling this is how I've always been feeling but when you look at the bigger picture you'll realize that and and see that you've you've had happy moments and you've had sad moments and you've been laughing with friends and you've met new people and you've met lots of people along the way that have been supportive. And I feel like it's, you have to trust yourself, trust yourself that you are good enough and you've got this and keep reaching for the sky. I, I put something on on my story today about reaching for the sky and following your dreams and like trusting if there are people there that sort of aren't helpful and who are stopping that then you don't need that in your life try and find as much positive energy as you can go to your favorite place speak to your best friends read a book listen to your favorite music music listen to uh, watch your favorite tv series definitely trust yourself and believe in yourself because you've got this and you can do this. And it might take a week. It might take a month, a year, but if you look at, keep looking at the bigger picture and over time you'll see that you will improve day by day. Yeah.
0: That's great advice. That was really wonderful. The little victories too, right? It's the little things. And you know, I think that was so beautifully said. And sometimes I feel so stagnant, and I feel so stuck. And I feel like I haven't made enough progress in my life or in my career. And I think sometimes it's really helpful, actually, to go back and look at old to do lists I made, or old like, weekly goals I made, and just thinking of like little things like, wow, I had gone such a long period of time without reading a good book just for myself. And since quarantine, I I read it for 30 minutes every day. Like, that's a big deal to me. That's something I reintroduced into my life. Um, just really small victories, a, a good phone call we had. This was a great phone call. This makes me feel happy and and motivated to go on throughout my day. So I think, I mean, you just gave such wonderful advice today and such great perspective. And thank you for being here and talking about mental health and talking about men's mental health. and just being an an ally to us. So it was really wonderful having you and I look forward to collaborating with you more in the future.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me and keep doing the amazing work that you're doing.
0: Of course, thank you. Thanks everybody for viewing. We'll see you soon.